Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 217. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening once again. We love your support. Thanks for downloading. And you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us and we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to talk about GoPro, and they've just announced a range of new products, including a drone. Is it better to buy a smartphone outright or on a contract? And Uber's new scheduled ride, so that means there's a driver when you need one. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus. We're also going to check out Incipio's clam case for the iPad Pro and also the versatile Braven Bluetooth speaker that can go anywhere. And we're going to wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to talk about, so let's jump straight in. Well, GoPro has just announced a range of new products, and these products include not only new cameras, which is what they are famous for, but also a drone, and the drone is called Karma. Uh, It is a drone that, of course, will be bundled with a GoPro camera, but the the drone itself is actually quite compact. Uh, It's compact, uh, so compact that it can actually fit inside a small backpack. Now, the drone includes an image stabilization grip so that the the video taken with the drone is, is really smooth so that the camera mounted to the, to the stabilization grip on the drone uh, will smooth out any bumps uh, in your video. But that image stabilization grip can also be removed and then used as a handheld to shoot your videos uh, through the camera as well. So it works on the drone and also off the drone as well and, of course, has the mount for the GoPro camera. Speaking of the GoPro camera, there are two new GoPro cameras, and we've got the GoPro Hero 5 Black. Now, this is uh, has been redesigned. It is now doesn't require housing. Uh, it has waterproof construction as it is, so no need for housing anymore. This means that the design has been changed. It's got now a two-inch touch display. It's got one touch, one button control, so simplified controls. Can shoot up to 4K resolution at 30 frames per second, and 12 megapixel still photos as well. 
the GoPro, the Hero 5 session has also been, uh, there is a new version, looks looks the same, has been improved though on the performance side. So it can shoot 4K at 30 frames per second, can shoot 10 megapixel still images, uh, and also has that simple one button control. And it too is waterproof without housing. It was released last year uh, with that same design. So the reason uh, it's the reason why it's it's a lot smaller as well is that the the there's no need to put a housing on the device for it to go underwater. It can go up to ten meters underwater. But a, a new addition to the products to both the cameras is a new auto upload feature. So when you're when you've connected the camera when it's charging, it automatically uploads photos and videos to the cloud. Now this service it's it's a subscription service called GoPro Plus. So it will allow you to have all your videos, photos, all your content up in the cloud. Uh, so that you can then access that content from anywhere and from other devices. So you may upload your videos and photos from your camera and then later on decide on your laptop that you want to edit your video together and share it. Uh, Speaking of editing, there's also new software that can help you with that. It's a mobile and desktop application. It's called Quick, and that's Quick spelt without the C, so it's Q-U-I-K. And it is a... Uh, an editor that allows you to import your videos. Uh, it can choose your your, your favorite moments. Will will add uh, titles and you, you you can even add music. And it will put it all together and analyze your photos and videos. Get the best moments. Add transitions and other effects. And even sync it to the beat of the music you've chosen, which sounds really cool. But uh, back to the Karma, the 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 drone. It's going to be priced from. $1,195, which when you compare it to the Phantom, the DJI Phantom 3, DJI Phantom 4, uh, which is a little bit more expensive. So you're getting a drone with a GoPro camera that starts at 1195 but there's also going to be a bundle with the Hero 5 Black, which will be $1,649.95. It will also come with the Hero 5 Session bundle as well. Pricing on that bundle hasn't been revealed. That's not going to be available till early 2017. But you can't buy, by the sound of it, a Karma drone without a GoPro camera. So you are getting that bundle altogether. Uh, the, these new products, the, the, the Karma drone will be available from the 24th of October. The cameras, the the Hero 5 Black and Hero 5 Session, will be uh, available from October 3. Uh, and that new online uh, uh, cloud service, the GoPro Plus, will kick off in the U.S. Uh, in early October and then go to additional international markets, including Australia, I'm assuming, from January 2017. So until that uh, cloud service is is kicked off here in Australia, you're going to have to uh, process your content the usual way off the memory card and onto your device, your computer, or however you want to edit edit your video and photos. Really exciting stuff there. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on these, hopefully sooner rather than later. The new cameras will be dropping in the next couple of weeks, the drone at the end, near the end of October. So keep an eye out for them. If you want to read more about those exciting new GoPro products, including that Karma drone, and also see pictures, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
Now, one question that a lot of customers, especially obviously smartphone customers, ask themselves, and this was relevant uh, a week ago on the eve of the iPhone 7 launch. We'll talk about the iPhone 7, uh, the device itself, in the next segment in the review section. But one question people are, need to ask themselves uh, uh, before they commit to a smartphone is, should I buy the device outright or should I start a new two-year contract? Now, the attraction of a contract is obvious. It means that you're going to get this shiny new smartphone straight away for little money up front. You're going to be paying a monthly contract fee plus a handset payment fee. So it adds up to obviously an affordable amount of money per month, every month for 24 months. That's two years. And the the attraction for that is obvious. Of course, you're getting a new phone and you don't need to come up with a large amount of money to get that phone. And it's spread out. The, the pain, if you like, is spread out over 24 months. And a lot of people assume that, well, the cost at the end of 24 months is going to be roughly the price of the phone that they would have paid for in the first place. Well, that's actually not the case. And there's a couple of reasons, there's a couple of things against that here. And this was, uh, there was a study that was done by Amasim, uh, naturally. The, Amasim is the SIM only mobile provider. And an economist named John DeRitter was commissioned to to look at this and and, and comment from an, from his uh, expert opinion about the pitfalls of a of a two year contract, and the two things that he highlighted was first of all the cost. Now a lot of people think, well, I'm paying this off over two years, so it's basically I'm paying. It'll be roughly the same at the end of those two years. Well, that's actually not the case. Uh, in 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 this study, one carrier's plan was looked at. So a carrier's entry level forty dollar iPhone seven plan was actually eighteen dollars more expensive than the equivalent SIM only plan. Now, you've got to remember, on top of the cost of the plan cost per month, you are also paying a handset fee. So there's a handset repayment. So the carrier has put on an $18 premium per month on just the plan cost and then also charging on this particular in this particular instance $45 per month for the handset repayment. So it looks like you're paying roughly the same as you would if you bought the phone outright over two years. Well, you don't. In this particular instance, it adds up to an additional $432. And that's an entry-level plan. Now, imagine if you're looking at the high-end plans, that cost, that added cost will go up to even more, even more expensive, close to $1,000. So that's one instance where just on the money side, it is going to be uh, probably the the lesser option if you, if you're looking just dollar for dollar the comparison for buying outright versus a two year contract. Now the other side of the problem here, and the other the other downside of committing yourself to a two year plan, and that's the key word here: committing yourself. When you sign on the dotted line in September 2016 you are locked into that plan's features for two years. And it's obvious that in two years' time, your usage and your demands and uh, are going to change. In fact, they're going to increase. 
if you look back two years to plans that were started, let's let's go back to the when the iPhone six was launched in twenty fourteen. The top plans, the most expensive plans, had five gigabytes of data. Now today, looking at today's contracts in twenty sixteen, that is more at the entry level of of plans. And then in in the in this two years since the iPhone six launch in 2014, things like unlimited calls, unlimited texts, uh, and all these other in, other inclusions have become, now become standard part of your plans. So the point here is: Are you prepared to commit yourself to not only the dollar amount, the payments per month, but also be locked into that amount of data for two years? Because as we've seen, data use increases six months, 12 months, 18 months after you've signed that two-year contract. And what do the telcos do? Sure, we'll give you an extra gigabyte a month for $10. Now, if you've gone, if you had five gig of data and you're using 10 gig a month now, a year and a half, two years later, you know that, that's an additional $50 on your plan. That's $10 per extra gig that you're paying for. So it really does pay to look at whether it's a best to have a two-year contract and or to buy the phone outright. If you can afford it, buy the phone outright because that will also give you the freedom to move to another carrier to get a better plan to suit your needs so you can go month to month. You're not locked into any particular carrier. You're not locked into a contract. You're not locked into a plan. You can go where you want to whatever suits you. So that, that's kind of the comparison there and, and a really intelligent study there done by Amasim. Of course, Amasim want to promote the fact that they do offer SIM-only plans that are charged every 28 days, by the way. Uh, people think 28 days is a month. Well, no, it's actually three days short of some months. And if you add up the 28 days uh, recharge, that actually adds up to 13 recharges per year, not 12. So it's not a monthly repayment. It's a every 28-day payment, which adds up to 13 payments per year. Just thought I would add that just for your information. But Amazim, uh, they do have uh, some pretty competitive plans. They did, when they introduced a 28-day turnaround on their plans, they did increase the data allowances as well at the time. But it does it is worth your while to check out the sim only plans you'll find you'll get a lot of better a lot better value if you're not paying off a handset if you want to check out that story you can do that at techguide.com.au I know lots of people who love Uber. I'm one of them. I use Uber a lot. When I travel in in the US, if I'm in the US, Uber is fantastic. I have used it a couple of times here in Australia. And it is one of those services that's really taken off. Look what it's done to the taxi industry. It's really changed things there. Uh, But one other feature that you're going to see is a new feature called scheduled rides. Now, how Uber works now, for those who haven't used the Uber service, you open up the Uber app, you uh, request, you type in your destination, you give them your location, and then you request a driver. Now, what happens then is that all the drivers around your area, so near you, then look at your job and then whoever accepts it, if there's a driver around, will tell you or will give you an estimate within the app that they'll be there in with you know, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it happens to be, and you could be tracking their progress on the, on the app's map in real time. 
But what about if you need to be somewhere at a certain time, uh, perhaps early in the morning, and you don't want to take you don't want to take the risk that there won't be any Uber drivers in your area. Well, they've taken that off the table now, that risk off the table, with this new service called Scheduled Rides, which means you can get a ride when you want. You can schedule your ride 30 minutes before or up to 30 days before you need it. So for best example would be maybe an early run to the airport. You might need to be at the airport at a certain time. You've got an early flight. Uh, do you get up at 5am hoping there's an Uber driver around you that can get you to the airport by 6? Or do you use this new service called Scheduled Rides where you can guarantee there's going to be a driver at 5am on your door ready to take you to the airport? This has become the number one requested feature by Uber riders. Now, it's not going to be available in every city uh, to begin with, it's going to be available. It's already running in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Perth. And even in those cities, it's not going to be available in all areas. In Sydney, it's available in the eastern suburbs and inner west. Melbourne, it's in the CBD and inner suburbs. Brisbane, it's in New Farm, Merthyr, Newstead and Tenerife. In Perth, it'll be the CBD, inner suburbs and Fremantle. So if you are living in any of those areas, uh, you can take advantage of Uber's scheduled rides. If you're outside that area and you do want to guarantee a driver, you're probably going to have to book a taxi, which is uh, another feature that, that Uber has now included in their service and kind of ticked another box that, that the taxi cabs have to fight against now. But uh, otherwise, if you're in those areas and you do want to schedule your ride, you can do that. I've put a little, there's a there's a little gif on, on, on the story on Tech Guide that sort of takes you step by step through the process, how you schedule your ride, set up your location, uh, your time and date that you want to be picked up. It is all there. If you want to read more about that story about Uber scheduled rides, you can find that at techguide.com. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've introduced the Arlo Q. This is an AC-powered 1080p HD camera with audio and enhanced night vision that lets you see and hear in perfect detail. Arlo Q is designed to deliver the best experience indoors. It comes with two-way audio so you can listen and talk back. That means you can pop in to see how things are going at home while you're out. You can even set motion alerts, let you know if anything moves, and also use seven days of free cloud encodings to store a video record of events online. With Arlo, you've got every angle covered. For more information, visit arlo.com forward slash au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Well, there hasn't been a bigger product release in recent months than the brand new iPhone 7. And we've got hold of the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. They were released last Friday. That's September the 16th. So they are in store. The iPhone 7 Plus, the larger, the 5.5-inch device, seems to be even more in demand than the iPhone 7, the 4.7-inch device. 
for, for an obvious reason, which I'll get to in a moment. The iPhone 7 looks very much like the iPhone 6S and also the 6. So that's the third year in a row that Apple has virtually presented the same design. Um, it, it does look almost, almost identical to the 6S. The only difference, as you can see, uh, there's one less antenna stripe at the top and the bottom of the rear panel. So now the white line that runs across the top and bottom of the phone are gone. So the antenna stripe just runs up around the edge, top edge and bottom edge of the phone. There's also a difference with the cameras on there. So the, the, the 7 has a larger circular lens and the 7 Plus has uh, more of an oval shape to fit in two lenses on the back there as well. The only other design difference, and I'll talk about this a little bit more later, is there's no headphone jack on the bottom edge, which has been quite a controversial decision. The only other changes are new colours. There's a now uh, black, there's a matte black finish. Uh, I think that's come at the expense of space grey. That's no longer offered. Uh, and there's also a new glossy jet black that is by far the most popular color. Uh, it is already out of stock. I heard from a friend to say they've ordered the 256 gig iPhone 7 Plus in jet black, and they're not going to get it until early December. That's how strained stock is of that particular color. Now, the, the, the design, I touched on this last week about what we might expect to see of the iPhone 7 and one thing that my 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 theory is, and this is a lot of people are sort of backing this up, is that the fact that the design didn't change this year means that there's more pressure on next year to be the big year of the redesign. And what does next year happen to be? The 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Yes, it came out in 2007 and 2017. That's 10 years on and my prediction is they will release a, an anniversary edition of the iPhone, all new design, all the bells and whistles, I think even earlier than September last year. I think we're going to see a phone possibly in June, July, because the phone was released, the iPhone's first iPhone in 07 was released in June 07. So we may see June, July, maybe August around that window for Apple to release a new iPhone. Remember remember what I said there, uh, and let's see if I'm right. Now, the other changes to the device are is the home button. The home button is no longer a button. It doesn't move. What you feel under that home button is the taptic feedback, a little buzz under underneath the button. So you can it feels like you've pressed it. You get some feedback when you do it. Uh, the advantage of this is now you can, well, for a start, it's not a physical button, and that will, that will take off the table one of the most common repairs on iPhones. Anyone, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen people who are using the on-screen home button because uh, their home button is not working properly. Now that it's not a physical button, that problem has been eliminated. Another a new feature, or if you can call this a feature, is the fact that it's now water-resistant. The iPhone 7 has an IP67 rating, which means it can handle the dust, it can handle fresh water to a depth of one meter. In our review that you'll see on Tech Guide, you'll see a picture of the iPhone 7 in a uh, underwater in a vase, uh, working along, not a problem. All you have to do, if this ever happens to you, I'm sure people have dropped their phones in toilets and spilled drinks on them and done everything. 
Forget the cup of rice. All you need to do nowadays is just dry it off and you're good to go. Uh, we, we put our iPhone 7 underwater, left it there for quite a while, and it went off, uh, went, went, didn't go off. It stayed on, but uh, nothing, nothing went off. It was all good, worked fine, dried it off. It's like nothing ever happened. Now, moving along, the camera. Now, this has to be, without a doubt, one of the most impressive features of the phone. It is uh, has really stepped up a, a, a notch here, quite a large step up, I should say. 12 megapixel resolution, built-in optical uh, image stabilization for both phones. Only uh, optical image st- stabilization was only on the 6S Plus last year, the larger device. Now both of them have it. Both have 12 megapixel resolution. Both have a new image signal processor that can handle 100 billion operations in 25 milliseconds. And that's looking at uh, white balance, all these calculations it makes on the run. Sensor also has a wider color gamut as does the screen. The display, the retina display, has a wider color gamut as well. So what you see on the screen is what you get. I have seen other smartphones with dazzling screens. So when you take your photo, you think, wow, that's the world's best photo. But what you're actually seeing is the screen really pumping up the colors. When you actually take off the file off the smartphone onto a computer, then it doesn't look anywhere near as good as it did on the device. With the iPhone 7, that's not the case. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious, and I'm really impressed with the quality. Uh, the the six the iPhone 7 Plus, this is really where the magic happens. They've got two lenses on board, and that's the reason I mentioned earlier why the 7 Plus is in demand. This is why, because it has a dual-lens camera. Uh, it's got a telephoto lens and an optical zoom lens so that you can get through the camera two times optical and up to 10 times digital zoom. And even at 10 times digital, I've done a, a composite photo of four images shot uh, without zoom, two times zoom, five times zoom and 10 times zoom. And uh, the quality is remarkable in all of them. So uh, throw, throw in the optical image stabilization, all those other features I spoke about, the new sensor, wider color gamut, and the 7 Plus camera is probably one of the best cameras you'll find on a smartphone, which is why, as I said, the demand for that larger iPhone 7 Plus is huge. So uh, the, the iPhones already took great, great images. They now take even better images. They've got a larger aperture too, the f1.8, which means it lets in more light. So low light photography, uh, it lets in up to 50% more light. So images in those uh, low, light area, low light situations are going to really pop. It's also got a quad LED true tone flash so that you can accurately uh, illuminate your, screen, your scene so that the colors are still natural uh, and and look look, looks really great Uh, moving along to well let's talk about the headphone jack or lack of a headphone jack and this has been quite a controversial decision uh, to say the least that apple's decision to take remove the headphone jack people have been howling from the rooftops that it's an injustice upon mankind but I think it's just moving on with the times. I haven't used a plug-in pair of earphones or headphones for, I think, two years. I'm a Bluetooth headphones and earphones guy. And even if you are still attached to, uh, pun intended, attached with a cable to your headphones, to your device, you can use an adapter, which comes free of charge in the box. 
it attaches to the lightning port and then you can attach your 3.5 mil cable from your headphones into the lightning port you also get a pair of earphones that connect directly to the lightning port as well so you're covered uh, in any situation there with the audio and of course most people uh, as we are we are seeing by the number of uh, wireless or bluetooth earphones and headphones released by the major audio brands including bose including beats including all these other companies that bluetooth is still the way to go to connect to your iPhone. So not having a headphone jack may not be a big deal for most people, but if it is a big deal, there is a little adapter in the box. While we're talking about audio, and I've really got to point out that the speakers along the bottom, now there's no headphone jack along the bottom, there are now two speakers. There's a speaker on the bottom, so it takes up all the base of the phone, and there's also now a speaker at the top of the phone. So now you've got a situation where you've got stereo speakers right in there, my friend, and it sounds amazing. Really impressive how well, how, how, for a start, how loud it is. It's twice as loud as the iPhone 6S, uh, and, and really impressive stereo sound. I'm talking stereo separation, so you can hear left and right, uh, whether it's your music or gaming or watching a movie. You can sit this on a table and not require a Bluetooth speaker because it does sound that good out of the iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus. Another new feature you're going to see is the new operating system, iOS 10. We've spoken about that in the past. Our help desk this week are the hidden features of iOS 10, which I'm going to go through. Uh, you'll be very impressed by that. But the batteries also, I'm really impressed with the, I've been using mainly the iPhone 7 Plus, and I've had nearly two days worth of battery life out of this. And it does have, it. Uh, Apple said that you'd get an extra two hours from the from the 6s to 7 so 7 to 6s two extra hours 7 plus to 6s plus another hour uh, and i've got to say the 7 plus battery uh, is incredible i'm really impressed with it nearly two days without a charge which i think is uh, pretty remarkable pricing we've discussed before as well i'll touch on it quickly now the iphone 7 is the same price as the iPhone 6S was when it was released a year ago. Only thing is you're getting double the memory. So 32 gig instead of 16, 128 instead of 64, and 256 instead of 128. The iPhone 7 Plus uh, at each level of uh, each of the three tiers is $40 extra. And again, remember, you're getting double the memory as well. So uh, in terms of pricing, Apple's kept it pretty consistent, uh, and uh, which I think is a pretty good thing. Now, what are the things we didn't like? Well, for a start, I'll touch on the design again. I was a bit disappointed that by the time we see a new iPhone, if we, if we assume they're going to be a new design in 2017, that's going to be three years where the iPhone looks the same. Other companies like Samsung, Sony, LG, they've, they've tweaked their designs year on year. And Apple are going to be appearing to be sort of standing a bit still, running on the spot in terms of design. And Samsung, with their dramas with the Note 7, which are, they must be thinking what could have been if they had no issues with the Note 7. Here was a gorgeous-looking device, curved screen, curved back panel, S Pen, waterproof, it would be competing pretty hard against the iPhone 7 right now and will be released again soon and will be available for sale again soon and, and may win back customers. But 
if it really shows that Samsung were willing to sort of change their design year on year in year out. Apple have had the same design third year in a row, so that was a bit a bit of a disappointment. The uh, the decision to remove the headphone jack while on the audio side is not an issue. It does cause a problem if you are listening to a lightning to your lightning earphones and you want to charge the iPhone because you're using the same port there. So you're either listening to music or you're charging your phone. Now, you can get around it. You can spend 60 bucks on an adapter, but that's extra money you have to pay. You've already paid good money for an iPhone 7, so now to charge it and hear music at the same time, uh, you know, you, you listening to it through the lightning port, it's going to cost you money if you want to do that. So there are my thoughts on the iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus. Uh, look, I think they're excellent devices. Uh, still, despite not looking any different, there is still a massive improvement over the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus uh, and, and will be absolutely one of the top-tier phones, the smartphones to beat in the market today. If you want to read my complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Okay, our next review is from a company called Incipio, and they've made a clam case. This is a case slash keyboard for the iPad Pro 9.7. This isn't the first case being released for the iPad Pro. Apple have their very own uh, Logitech. Uh, Logitech also have an excellent backlit keyboard as well. The, the things that the Apple and Logitech products have in common is that they take advantage of the three-pin smart connector on the side of the iPad, which not only provides power, but also data. So in other words, you don't need to charge the keyboard because it draws its power from the iPad. But in the case of the Clam case from Incipio, they don't take advantage of that smart connector. You see, you have to charge the, the keyboard uh, and you've got to charge the iPad separately too, of course. But the key, the keyboard does need to be charged. If you forget to charge the keyboard, uh, it, it, might, it won't work. So uh, that's one extra thing you have to remember. But it does run with this built-in lithium-ion polymer battery. can run up to 100 hours before you have to even worry about charging it. Now, it is compact and light. It's made out of polycarbonate and aluminium. So it's really strong. So not only is it a keyboard, it's also a protective case as well. So if you're using your iPad Pro on the move, the 9.7, and let's face it, the iPad Pro is pretty powerful. And as I said in my review, it's a keyboard short of being a laptop. It's got that much power. But if you add the clam case, voila, you have a laptop, you've got a keyboard, and then can use it like a laptop. So for those people who, those users who like the feel of a key, the keyboard's under their fingers, they want to type out those long documents, long emails and use it as a laptop then the clam case does the trick it's a backlit keyboard uh, uses bluetooth to connect really easy to pair and then there are also dedicated keys so you've got home key uh, con- media con- media control keys uh, brightness controls all of those dedicated keys for ios so it's really handy for those keyboard shortcuts and that backlit led uh, keyboard is really handy especially if you're typing in these low light conditions so you might be on a plane uh, in the middle of a flight and you need to type something out the backlit keyboard really helps uh, it does hit the battery a bit though if you are using the backlight backlight quite a bit that uh, the battery will run it'll, it'll go from running for a hundred hours down to about six hours so keep an eye on 
on the charge. It's easy to tell how much charge is left. Uh, you hit the control and function keys and the LED indicator flashes. Four times you've got a full charge. One flash means you're down to less than 25%. Uh, but all in all, the clam case is a pretty handy product. It is from Centricate.com.au. In Scipio clam case for the iPad Pro 9.7, priced at 229 95. You can read the full review at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Now, Braven have just released a brand new Bluetooth speaker. They've released plenty of those over the years, and they just keep getting better and better. I, I really I really like this brand, that they come up with a wide range of speakers to suit different users, different sizes. And what they've come up with now, the Braven 105, is a really versatile speaker that can go anywhere. It's waterproof. It's got an IPX7 rating, so you can take it in the, in the pool, in the bath, in the shower, in the beach. Uh, I actually use this in the shower. I was uh, listening to music. I was also streaming an audio book. I was also listening to a podcast and I didn't want to miss it. So I actually took it in the shower and was listening there while I was in the shower. Sounds great. Uh, really full, solid sound. And uh, there I was. It's also a speakerphone. Uh, I didn't answer any calls in the shower. That just would have been a bit weird. But you can if you want. If you, uh, if you can strap this too. Uh, well, that's what I, one thing that I liked about it. It really says, take me anywhere because there is a strap that you can attach to yourself, to your bag, to a pole, to the, your kayaks, or where, however you want to use it. You can take it with you. It's also, it also has a stand so you can sit on the desk and aim it however you like. There's also a, a little clip that goes on the back that makes it even to, so you can use it and mount it using GoPro mounts as well. There's also a tripod thread so this thing can go anywhere. Really easy to use. It fits in the palm of your hand. It's 9.65 centimeters across, so uh, it's circular shape. Uh, really easy to use. Only three buttons on the whole thing, volume and on and off. Uh, and uh, the, as I said, the sound quality is solid. Really, it fills the room or wherever you happen to be. Uh, and it's got an 800 milliamp hour battery on board. Get about eight hours of playback before you need a charger. Four colors available, black, white, pink, and blue. Priced at $89.95. A really handy product, the Braven 105 Bluetooth speaker. There's pictures and our review at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. While public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can expose your most sensitive information? Things like passwords, photos, credit card details, hackers and identity thieves can see all of that. Norton Wi-Fi privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online so it can't be intercepted by these prying eyes. So whether you're worried about hackers stealing your passwords or companies tracking your online activity... Keep your personal information protected with the new Norton Wi-Fi privacy app. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide help desk. 
Our tech guide help desk, I think it's timely with the fact that iOS 10 has now been released, not only with the new iPhone, but if you've got an iPhone 5 and up, an iPad mini 4 and up, um, and iPad Air, you can uh, install iOS 10 for free and get that new device feeling because uh, it's got a bit of a new look and lots of new features. And I'm here to show you some hidden features you may not have known about. Now, I have spoken uh, about all the top-line features like new messaging, enhanced Siri maps, lock screen, all of that, but I'm here to show you a couple of hidden features you may not know about. First one, low image quality mode. Now, when you send an image, the upload counts towards your data, and a lot of people with limited amounts of data, they want to send a photo. They don't want to send a two-meg photo. They want to send something smaller. So while it still looks good on the person, the recipient's screen, it's a smaller file size, so they don't uh, that doesn't count towards their data allowance. That's turned on in the settings. You go to settings, messages, scroll right down to the bottom, low-quality image mode right there for you. Uh, you can also, there's also on board uh, a magnifier, now, if you go to Settings, General Accessibility, and then you'll find a, a feature called Magnifier. If you turn this on, whenever you need it, when this is selected to on, to access the Magnifier, all you need to do is click the Home button three times to access it. So think of those times where you haven't got your reading glasses or you don't want to use your reading glasses. You might need to read a menu or something small. You can click that Home button three times, access the Magnifier, and you'll see magnification that's better than the best zoom your camera's got. So forget using the camera. Go for the Magnifier. Really easy to set up. You can now doodle on photographs. You can, uh, when you get into your picture, hit the edit button and then select the three dots on the bottom left. From that, you'll see a menu that asks you if you want to choose markup. Choose that and you can write on your photos with different colored text and type and have all sorts of fun. You can even ask Siri now to take a selfie. Well, at least set up your selfie. You say, Siri, take a selfie. Siri will wake up the camera. It will activate the front camera, but you still have to hit the shutter button to actually take the selfie as well. You can also now send handwritten messages. So in the messaging application, if you turn the phone on its side, you'll see a large white space appear, and then you can write your message with your finger or choose one of uh, one of a few pre-selected, pre-written messages like happy birthday or good luck and all those sorts of things. Uh, you can actually handwrite your messages. You can also like a message. If you receive a, a message from someone, press and hold their message and you'll see a row of selections come up like a heart, thumbs up, thumbs down, ha ha, exclamation point, and a question mark. Choose one of those and you, the, the person will see that the, that your reaction to their message. So rather than having to type back okay or ha ha, whatever, you can just select that reaction and away you go. You can also now use the camera without stopping your music. I don't know if anyone has ever listened to music activated the camera and found that the camera actually deactivates the sound. Uh, well, now you can still listen to your music and take photos, but if you use a live photo or shoot a video, that's when the music will stop. And lastly, you can now delete default apps. How many of you have looked at that stock app on your iPhone and thought, I don't need this, I want to delete it, and you couldn't? Well, now you can. You can delete default Apple apps, and I'm talking the stocks, calculator, the compass, 
reminders, whatever you want to delete, you can get rid of them. But the good news is if you ever want them back, you can just simply download them again from the App Store. They are the hidden features of iOS 10. If you want to take a closer look, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. And that's our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. You can read about everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure having you with us once again, and we're already looking forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.